Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pond Lee Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Welcome in, everyone, to another edition of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Glad to be back on the road, J. Doc, and coming back, kind of back home to uh, a great spot where of all of the road shows that we have done from uh, our union tour over the years, um, we have some great memories uh, from where we are broadcasting from today, and I'll uh, come to you first. Welcome in, man. Glad, glad to be back for another week. So happy to be here at Ironworkers Local 401. Brings back a a lot of memories, and I'm a, I'm a, a retired memory, uh, member here, retiree. It's kind of funny, but you would think most of my memories would be, you know, of coming to the hall and all those things, but mostly it's about our last broadcast here. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we, 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 were, we were live on the radio, and Penn State was on uh, in, in overtime. We are waiting for the game. It was Penn State, Indiana, I believe. Oh, yeah. The Happy Valley. And That's we right. were waiting for that game to uh, come to closure. And it just wouldn't end. Yeah, exactly. So now, but while was, we were waiting, that's right. we, were we had a lot of good beverages. conversation. Anybody remember that joke? Because I don't. <laughs> um, we did call the FCC after that and say, was everything okay? Um, I'm just kidding. It was great. It was uh, awesome to be here. It's always great to be back. Um, we've got a, a great bunch of guys. Of course, Kevin Boyle, business manager. How are you doing, Kev? I'm doing well. Thanks for having us again, Joe. Well, Liam was the star of the last one. Remember, uh, Liam Boyle was on the broadcast. Yes, he was, and he's doing well, and he's moved on from the political side. But, yeah. He's doing the retirees, right? Yes, he's doing the retirees. That's fantastic. By the way, we just had uh, retiree first on our broadcast, one of our broadcasts lately, so... Um, so anyway, we, we you know it's great to be here. Thanks for having us, uh, Kevin. Uh, certainly this time, Joe, I didn't need security to get through the back door. They actually <laughs> opened it. Um, J- uh, Jamal Coles, who is the uh, city agent and organizer. How you doing, Jamal? I'm pretty good yourself. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. And of course, we're going to bring into the program Henry Burke, who's a city agent, Pat Walsh, county agent, and Pat Corkery, who's the president here at Ironworkers Local 401. In just a couple minutes, um, guys, you know. You know what it means for me to be back here, right? I mean, you know, it's this is you know kind of where I grew up, to say the least. Um, so it's uh, you know always emotional. Um, having said that, let's 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 talk about the union and um, you know what it. Uh, tell our listeners, Kev, a little bit about you know our members, uh, about who we are, uh, you know, as iron workers and 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 on our scope of work. Our scope of work is. Um we do all the big high-rises, shells, precasts, miscellaneous. Um, we're about seven, about 650 to 700 strong. Uh, we are growing a little bit. And we are, as me and you say, getting a little older in the bridges here. So right now we're in the middle of a shift. Um, we have a bunch of young guys that are taking control of the local, which is a great thing. Um, they're getting more involved. They're getting more... Um, you know, more of the 401 tradition. Uh, you know, we lost it a little bit, but we started to come back. And I just want to thank you to 
for letting us uh, voice our opinion. It's come a long way since the trouble. Yeah. Um, uh, but we are back fully and strong, and I think we're stronger than ever than we have been. And so, having said that, and and, and you know that it's one of the great things about having the platform is is to be is the ability to be able to spotlight us and 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 who we are. Um, Jamal, if you would, and by the way, we're going to talk about leadership because Philadelphia is the number one union community in the nation, and it's because of our leadership. And as you know, here. Our union has always been the top union in the United States in regards to iron workers. And so, um, you know, it's great to be back on top and, 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 and to continue, um, obviously, what our future, our previous generation started years ago. Listen, uh, everybody's do a, a, a glitch on occasion. It's not where you, uh, it's, not all, it's not where you start, it's where you're going and it's where you, it's where you finish. And it's great to see our leadership is in such good hands. Um, Jamal, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm a Philadelphia um, home, homegrown, um, Mount Airy, uh, to be exact. Uh, I was born in 82. Um, 82, that's when I got in. <laughs> that's just incredible. Well, go ahead, I'm sorry. Unless, unless somebody asks me uh, what my hometown is, I always say New Jersey because I've been a New, Jer- New Jersey resident for over 30 years. Uh, but I have strong ties with... Uh, um, local 401, um, second generation. My my father was a 44 year um, member, and my mother uh, is a still a, a teacher. So she's been with the teachers union for 30 plus years in uh, Philadelphia and New Jersey. So a lot of ties to the union in uh, Philadelphia. And so uh, is that what drove you to you know to kind of get in? You, you know, by the way, me too, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, did you always want to be an iron worker? Uh, I'm going to be honest. No, I did not. Right. Uh, wait, hold on. I'll tell you how I got my scholarship. I got fired from my bartending job, and the old man said, "You'll be an apprentice. You'll be an apprentice school tonight." But yeah, so you're not. You don't have to be shy when you talk about it. In a perfect world, I, you know, my parents wanted me to go to college. I did the college thing. Went to frat, party too much, and my dad said, uh, "You wasted too much money. So either going to go to work, you know, with me, or join the military." Uh, so I said, I'm going to work. So at the time, I didn't want to join the military. Fast forward in 2013, I ended up joining the military at 30 anyway. So wow. I ended up doing, you know, I was a late bloomer. But, uh, yeah, I, I made this decision and uh, couldn't be more more happier with it. Uh, everything that I've I've gotten uh, since 2006 has been because of 401. Uh, the great benefits, insurance, uh, you know, the vacations I was able to, you know, to get, you know, take my kids on and see part of the country and uh, look to continue that. It's because of uh, what I was able to get through 401. And, and, and I often think, and, I, and I've said this many times, I, I often think that the public and those that will consume this broadcast, Jamal, who are not affiliated with the union or who do not understand how incredible it is to be part of a union, I think they miss out on understanding some of what that really means. And I think you're a perfect example, by the way, of, uh, of, of someone who, generational, being a second generation uh, member of a union community, and being in your family, and then still being a part, or at one point not being a part of the union before coming in. Talk about that for a minute. I think it's important for the audience, for the non-union listening audience to understand how great it is. It's... Like I said, it's been it's been like a it's the working man's uh, ticket to I guess to the 
to the big league. Like you have like these overnight millionaires to get drafted. Well, this is like the working man's draft. You know, you select which one you want to, um, you know, be a part of. And like I said, that the wages are incredible. Um, you know, the union fights for its members. Uh, the benefits. Uh, the, the pros heavily outweigh the cons. Uh, well, what was your specialty when you were in? Uh, what, you know, when you were in the field. Uh, I kind of did everything, but I. Uh, I, I welded. Uh, just so you know, I was a connector. I'm still sought after. A huge, I mean, it, I, I used to negotiate my own contracts, and well, that is a lie. Listen, go ahead. I, I, I connected too, but I connected uh, uh, stairs and, uh, and uh, curtain wall panels. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny about that, though? I can tell you this. Uh, I, I worked at the, um, we were doing, I guess, the King of Pressure Mall. And we were walking, the, 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 you know, so we had a crew of us, and we were walking the big lights. It was big pieces of glass. And we were doing the atrium at, 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 at King of Prussia. And we were walking on plank, probably about 40 feet. Those suckers were heavy, brother. Like, in other words, people, you know, we know, you know, the, you know, you know what we, I can't say the, 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 uh, the nickname for the window guys, you know, <laughs> but I can tell you this. Um, you know, anybody who really says it hasn't done a lot of it. You know what I mean? Because it's not, you know, it's well, not quite. I can guarantee you that the other three are just let, over here laughing. I know. I know. I, know I, 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 mean? I get my stones broke all the time about, about the type. Of, I, but it's surprisingly, I keep telling these guys, I've only done two window jobs, two. Really? Out of seven, 15 years I was in the field, only done two. So having said that, you know, Joe Krause mentioned a little bit about what it means to be in you. What got you into leadership? I guess the military background had played a part in it, played a huge part. Uh, and again, to be honest, in 2013, I was actually looking to get out because my whole thing is service. I actually applied to be a New Jersey State Police Officer. And I did the whole, you know, the written test, passed it, physical test, passed it, had the eight-hour interview, which was intense. And I did well with that. That was on a Friday, but that following Monday – I got shipped off the basics, so in the state police, they don't hold spots. So, you know I me, mean? my whole thing is everything happens for a reason. Uh, it, it, that wasn't my path, I, you know, that the universe had for me. And, uh, you know, and, and fast forward to, what, 2019, 2020, um, Kevin was looking to switch gears with, like, I guess kind of have a youth movement with the, uh, with, you know, with the leadership here and, you know, to, guess, to, to bridge the gap with the younger members we were bringing in. What year was that? Uh, I guess 2019, 2020. Okay, because you Ooh. called me in 2015, and you were, you know, I'm, go ahead, I'm, I'm just <laughs> It was a wrong number that day. Um, well, with the youth movement, movement and, and um, you know, with the local and, and, and you know, the, the diversity issue, too. So, like I say, he made it a point to address that. So, I, I, you know, I was appointed and started in 2021. And, uh, again, you know, just been, you know, with his guidance, and uh, we've just been moving right along. And you mentioned diversity, okay? Um, you know, it's such an important part of, of our labor community, Kev. And by the way, we've taken our, our, you know, our union community over the years since we were kids has taken a beating, okay? And maybe deservingly so, okay? Uh, by ma not making diversity um, a priority, <laughs> now it is. You know, Brian Boyer, our business manager at the Philadelphia Building Trades, um, Major, major commitment. Uh, so our labor, talk about that, Kevin, the, and, and, and you know how and, and important. And listen, it is. when I was growing up in this business, it, it was more, and I, and I think your dad did a great job because he he never his thing was he didn't care what you were, what you looked like, what color, as long as you can do the work. 
And his father's a prime example, a 44-year member that done, and he was a foreman for everywhere he went with, um, with the miscellaneous, where he actually drove into him what it's like to be an iron worker. Because, listen, it's not the easiest job. So when we, I took over, it, we were in turmoil, but I also believed in, hey, listen, when things come to shove, we have to start looking diversity-wise. And that's in all aspects of our business. That's working with the contractors to say, listen, we're looking for us to hire uh, minorities in positions where, listen, they're going to learn. You have to give them the, the jobs and the connecting part. And, and, and the, listen, the, op- people just need opportunity. They're not looking, and this is the biggest thing, and me and Jamal, it was me and Steve Alexander before that. Steve. We always talked about they're only looking for an opportunity. They're not looking for a handout. They're not looking, and we have to look that way. We have to look that way if we are going to survive in the construction business because everybody looks up to us. The city of Philadelphia is more driven now than ever to be diversified. And listen, the city's diversified. We, we, you cannot hide it. It is diversified. So me, the leadership of this uh, organization and the international, we are pushing as much as we can to get more. Now, the biggest thing with Jamal was, and me and Steve talked about it, and I talked to a lot of people, when I was looking to once we... Once the older guys were starting to step down, and we all know it because I'm getting closer myself. You are old, kid, right? It's important. <laughs> well, it is, and like I said, for having 37 years in this business, and still have my fingers and toes, and walk with a slight limp, which all iron workers do. If you ever watched them, they have that penguin walk, <laughs> right? But when I looked at him, his leadership has stood out from day one. But it was more like his father, because I grew up with his father. I worked with his father. It was, he didn't look at you as uh, black, white, Chinese, whatever. He looked at you, can you do the job? And that's what I stress to the younger guys. As long as he can do the job, I don't care what you are. We're going to do it. Because the name of the game is, we get paid a lot of money in this business. And the job is, you work until you you. You know, there's no more work, and you move. We, we call it work hard or go home. Well, we always did that, but I didn't want to take your father's saying I anyway. Know. But you know what I mean? That, which is, I admired your dad so much was because he didn't look at it that way. He only looked at it as iron workers or iron workers. And guess what? We are a different breed from a lot of people. You got to be little nuts out there to do what we do. But when you look at leadership, he has to be good for the local. He has to be good as a person, and he has to be good as how do you bring people together instead of just bringing everybody down. And, and, and that's the biggest the asset with him. And all these young guys in, in this room today, they have that. And that's what I look into because, listen, we're not always going to be around. And, and what, I, what I get from the international part of it is we have 200 people going to retire in the next 10 years. How am I going to replace that? Um, experience. You well, have to have young people to step in and take over. And having said that, and I know we're going to go to break, um, it is, our union community and this union itself is absolutely depending on 
the next generation of leaders. The one thing that's so important, vitally important, is if we want a union to be here, everything that we've all and and you know we've all gone through and 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 you know generations like we weren't born on third base, right? I mean, guys have lived and died, especially in our local, okay, that we stand on their shoulders, and I mean died on the job, okay, uh, and and so. The developing the next generation of iron workers is so important, but also leaders, man. I mean, it's so important. So, um, yeah, well, first of all, you know, Jamal, awesome, you know, great to meet officially uh, for the first time. And, Pleasure, and keep you. up the good work. And, and Kev, um, well said, man. And, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to, to meeting everybody else on the broadcast. It's the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. We'll take our first commercial break. And we thank you for tuning in. Fascinating conversation as we visit with Ironworkers Local 401. Back in a moment. Hey, everyone. This is Krause of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, proudly presented by Jim Stevenson of Chapman Ford on the Boulevard. Buying your next car online is just a call, click, or email away. Let Jim Stevenson handle your union family's next purchase right from the convenience of your home. Email Jim right now at jstevenson at chapmanautogroup.com. Remember, if you're a member of the building trades, contact Jim Stevenson at 215-698-7000, option number six. If your union is a member of the AFL-CIO, contact Jim Stevenson at 215-698-7000. Buy your next vehicle or lease your fleet right now online from the only man in Philadelphia that has supported every union effort with unconditional effort. Jim Stevenson of Chapman Ford on the Boulevard says, Union Yes. Get the Stevenson difference. He supports and drives the union community. And back here on The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. Special thanks to all of our listeners, as always, tuning in, uh, J-Doc. And fascinating for me to come along the road tour as we visit and meet up with some of the great locals who, uh, who are part of this skyline today, really, literally part of the skyline as we visit uh, with the iron workers. I love to listen and absorb and and really try and get a theater of the mind of what uh, what each union does and what they mean and i hope the audience does as well fascinating show today absolutely and i'm ecstatic to bring into the program henry burke who's the the city agent here for ironworkers local 41 henry how are you i'm all right how you doing i'm good man so uh, welcome to the broadcast thank you uh and and uh, if you would a little bit about yourself when did you get in the local uh you know and, and what led you to leadership Okay, uh, I got into the local in 2000, so it's been 23 years. Uh, I grew up in North Philly, Kensington area, went to uh, North Catholic, and I just, I guess um, I was mostly like a structural iron worker and, you know, ran some big jobs, and then this uh, opportunity, I guess, presented itself for a leadership side, and I just thought it'd be a good thing to uh, take it for my brothers and sister iron workers. So one of the, one of, and I mean... Likely the best job that I've ever had, and I'll never forget, was, was the Frankfurt L. Okay, worked on the L for about two years. I had never worked at night in my entire life. I remember the first night, it was for Cornell, I fell asleep. We were driving from one, one section to the other, and I, I passed out on my, on my boss. You know, there was three of us in the truck, right? And it turned out to be two years of just in, in, in incredible stuff, and, and uh, there's so much diversity in our work, okay? So many different facets. Okay, um, talk about our iron workers 
and the scope of work that, that we do. Uh, you know, so even on a high-rise building, okay, there's so many different uh, you know, areas of, of, of what we do from decking and all those things. Uh, talk about that and how important it is uh, for our members to be well-rounded craftsmen. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's many different facets of any building that you start. I mean, from the, the beginning, from, you know, setting the anchor bolts, uh, you know, you got plumbing up, you got the deck in the floors, you got flashing on the outside of the building to set the curtain, you know, set up for the, you know, the slab edges for the pores, um, you know, the, uh, obviously the erection. Uh, yeah, there's just stairs. I mean, elevator, shafts. And, 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 and safety is a big part of what... Oh, Safety, you know. definitely, yes. Okay, I mean. and, and, and the old man used to say one hand for yourself, one hand for the company, right? Um, and it, but we've developed and our leadership has, as, you know, back in the day, and it's hard for me, I mean, even though I'm five, nine, 59, okay, I'm probably about a month or two older than you, Kev. It's, I still remember uh, working on some of the, you know, my, my first job, which was a low rise on JFK, um, where we didn't we didn't have to tie off back when we when I was there too um, when I first started there was no safety uh, they were just coming out I guess in the nineties with the harnesses mm -hmm. but when I first started you were on your own so you know I, I, you probably watch that more than you do now but um, there's more people in safety today than there's ever been. Safety-wise, Henry's run Comcast, too. So he went from the beginning to the end, and that's 63 stories. So well, talk, talk about that. When, when you got, you know, so you get in the Ironworkers at, 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 you know, in the year, what, 2000, around that time? Yeah. Did you take right to it? Did you have experience before you got in? Uh, what made you want to get in? I did not. Um, actually, my now father-in-law, um, he was an Ironworker for 40 plus years and then so he he kind of gave me like the option a couple different uh anybody i might know uh tommy Kendorsey. oh i knew tommy yeah. yeah so he gave me a couple different like i was looking for a job i was like bouncing around i did a couple different things and he said uh you know i could get in these different unions named a couple and iron workers just kind of felt right at the time so uh yeah first job i started a big school i think it was like 43rd and spruce area um, beginning of the job, I was just running anchor bolts, and by the end of the job, um, I was actually connected. So I just kind of got kind of thrown into the mix, and you know, that was you know. When you when you when you're when you're going out, you're 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 an agent now, right? You sit the, yes. the city agent. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. Um, what what uh, talk about you know what you've learned since you've been out in, that, in the field in, in that particular area because. Uh, obviously, you know, it's a different side of the trade, right? Okay. And, you know, you're going on jobs selling, you know, selling, you know, what we do and, and, you know, you're dealing with different types of things. What have you learned since you've been an agent? Uh, I mean, I guess it's a lot of it's the same as like being a general foreman for the most part, like just dealing with people on an everyday basis, you know, dealing with problems. Um, I guess the, uh, the flip side of it would be, you know, like the political side's a little bit different. I'm kind of like getting into that. I really wasn't into that, obviously, being just an iron worker. Right. Um, well, let's, I, I let's, do see the, you know, the it, need for it. Well, I mean, it's interesting you say that because, we, you know, we have an election coming up. Politics is, is in a sense, our life's blood. You get a couple politicians in there that don't see the, that don't see the value in collective bargaining 
and you know it, it, it can become a, a problem really quick. Um, that, is that is that one of the things that you know? Obviously, as you take our leadership role, um, you know, is that one of the things that you you know you kind of you're transformed in a sense now talking to the young people and saying, look, you got to get out there and vote. Yeah, I guess I, I definitely didn't see it like before, just being in the field, right? Like, like how much. You know, you always think, oh, you know, you're giving this politician money, not politician money. Yeah. But what are they really doing? Like, but like being on this side of it, I am starting to see that there is, you know, benefits to. Well, somebody's you know, giving. Listen, yeah. so PAC funds and all that, and it, yeah. this may sound slang wise, but somebody's giving them money. Yeah. So in other words, somebody's. This is one of the things we say in labor. We support those who support us. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, the machine could run. You know, in, in other words, what's great is now in, in our union community. Okay, as, a, as an agent with the Iron Workers Union, it's a great thing to be respected, you know, especially now in this with this administration in Washington, where people talk about our unions, uh, you know, what, what a, on a positive, you know, in, in a positive note. A lot of that is a lot of the groundwork that we've that we've pushed really politically. Um, Kev, talk, talk about that if you would, and also kind of educating young people in the union to that. Like I said, I, I said. When I first started, I had to learn the same thing Henry's learning now, that there's always a different side than the working side. Because now you have to be an advocate for the contractors and the men, and you have to go out and sell that to the politicians that don't understand why they have to pay a collecting bargaining or they are paying that kind of money to do what we do, Right. So, and that is what they're all learning, and it, it takes time because they're always out there. They're always, ah, oh, give me this, give me this, but then you won't see that guy for four years, right? So you try to get more involved and more dedicated to say, hey, listen, uh, we stop out at dinners. We stop out at community events. We have to show up just to show up. Um, just to get our faces out there to say, hey, listen, yes, we're behind you, but you have to be behind us and 100% behind labor. It's not because we don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat or an independent. We just want you to side with the what we do as a building trades is we're building and that's all we do. We, we But, yeah, we don't really talk about the uh, other side with raising money, going out to the neighborhoods, uh, helping the poor, helping the communities, you know, just doing what we do volunteer-wise because... Well, by the way, that's what started the show. Right. Like, in other words, our labor communities, our unions are, you know, we're the guys out there and the women out there coaching the kids and doing all those things. And we aren't good at bragging about it. And, it, you know, and, and our, our image is, it, whether we like it or not, is important, okay? Plus, we have the, the votes, so, you know, and get, and that, you know, one of the things, Henry, when you, when you talk, when you talk to young people, because you're an agent now, man, I mean, you know, so, I mean, you, you're going to have, one of the things I think unionism is, is, is vitally important and understanding kind of from the top in regards to politics, because it's our lifeblood. Once we, once we get out of that, you know, and it's a drag, don't get, but, but let me tell you something, it's a big state. Well, it's funny because as you talk about politics and everything, he knows more than anything because his daughter plays for a traveling USA team that just came back from where? Spain? Oh, uh, they were in Spain. They really? were in Spain last year. What's, so what sport? 
soccer. No kidding. So we raised money as a union to help him out to offset um, so he can go and see them play. But that is more politicking than anything if you're talking about somebody playing that high up. Right. So Henry understands it. It's just throwing yourself out there to to get you to say that, right? So that's where I think more of the these guys are starting to really come into their own because, like I said, he'll come back and go, hey, Kev, I was talking to this guy, right, right, right. I said, oh, that's great. He goes, what, what's he looking for? Or something like that where Henry's going, yeah, I'm not too sure, but, you know, let's – Let's well, go to another event. Well, it's before. great that I'll tell you the truth. It's it's great that, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, every, you know, having a new board and having individuals that are, you know, everybody's kind of, um, you know, you know, learning it together. And, and, and as this thing takes it to the next level, the one thing I would do. What though, is the next level, by the way? Well, the next is, level is, is when, well, Kevin's going to retire in a couple of years, right? You're going to need leadership. We're going to need leadership to be able to take this, to be able to take this union, um, you know, continually where 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 we're where we're going. I mean, we've you know this- the, the, the next level, Joe, to me, to have it better than we had it, right? Mm-hmm. So there was nobody better than his father. The base here was unbelievable. You you can't you can't go wrong with the base that Joe's dad started here. And I just try to carry that because there's nobody gonna be as good as his father. I don't care what you say, that guy was unbelievable because it just it was all about the iron worker, and he didn't care, right? Well, so, Kev, let me jump in there for a second, though. One of the things, and I'll say this to every one of you guys, and this is what I learned over the years, and if you learn, if you learn one thing, and I swear, if the men know that it's about the union and not about you personally – you'll have a job for the rest of your life because they know that, you know, you care about them. Sometimes it's going to be a difficult decision. You may, one of these years, be sitting in front of them and going, because work is bad, we can't take a raise. We can't, guess what? They may not like it, but they know you care about them and you'll get, you'll get them on the flip side. So being, by the way, they have, they have areas of academia College professors that study labor leaders, okay? And if you can look around and see the labor leaders that have spent decades and decades and decades uh, leading their membership, and at the same time, it's not always, sometimes work is bad, but if they know you care about them, and if it's about the union and not just about you, and believe me, there are plenty of people, and I can think back and, you know, where, where it was about them, they didn't last real long. But when it's about the members, then you will win, Okay. Um, having said that, uh, would you, what do you tell young people, Henry, who are coming in new to the business? Um, what would be the first advice that you give them? Uh, I mean, the biggest advice to, from me is to, for the young guys, just, you know, look out for each other. You know, to me, like we're family, like we, we all look out for each other. And same thing, like in here, like we're a team, like we all, we all work together. And I think that, you know, that's what makes you strong. It's like sticking together. Yeah, and, and, and that is as good of a, a, advice as you could possibly have. The, the other thing when we talk about politics is educating young people on the agenda for, that the union leadership and the board has. Why? Because typically that's about your economics, okay? And supporting, uh, you know, 
I'm, listen, there are a million social issues out there, and I'm so, you know, listen, I'm... I'm one minute, I'm Jadok, one minute. I'm, I'm supportive, uh, obviously, of anybody's, you know, people who developed their political beliefs based on what they've, they've been impacted in their life. But when it comes to our labor community and our jobs and our economics, okay, it's so important for young people to, to kind of learn what the, what the union's all about so that they're not voting against their own economics. He's uh, preaching again, Joe. That's why, you I, know gave, what I, mean? why I gave him the you one know, why, you know, Once in a while, you got to let him go, but Hold then on. he starts preaching. Hold yeah. on, I'm not done. I have one last question <laughs> for Kevin before the break. Comcast 2, you referenced that from the ground floor to floor 63. Help me visualize that. There's a lot of sweat in that. There's a lot of work in that from the bottom to the top, Kevin. Well, you're talking to the wrong person. Henry, Henry was much? the boss from day one to day uh, it was a, it was a good project. It was a long time. I mean, 120 plus iron workers at times. I mean, just for Cornell, um, that's not counting Roma. I mean, Lindstrom, couple, uh, the windows. Give it, yeah, get a shout out to the windows. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, there's yeah. I mean, all in all, there probably there probably was like 200 plus iron workers any given day, like working on that project. So and that project from a time time from a timeline was how long? Probably about three years, yeah, I three guess. Years. Three-year project. Wow. Yeah. Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. Back in a moment. Navigating group Medicare health plans can be overwhelming. Our friends at Labor First, a division of Retiree First, work with plan sponsors to design and manage Medicare plans for union retirees, keeping costs low without compromising member experience. Retirees can keep their retirement stress-free by calling a dedicated advocate who will guide them through their health plans and answer their questions. Preserve the health benefits that retirees deserve at Retiree First. And back here on the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. J-Doc, right to you, segment flying, or the show rather, uh, moving at a quick pace, just like the Comcast 2 building. Think about that, three-year job. Think about the magnitude of that job and then visualize the um, the amount of expertise from Iron Workers Local 401 that went into that job. Pretty good stuff. I mean, you know. Great stuff, actually. This, the scope of it. Scope of the is, work is and there, amazing. And by the way, there's nothing better than that Christmas tree going up at the end. Okay? And that you know, signifies um, that we didn't lose anybody on the job. And so... Uh, by the way, what happens at the end of a job like that when the job when you get to final... It, it's uh, kind of happening right here, right in front of your eyes. When you get to that Joe. final completion. <laughs> um, well, they, they have a topping out party and all that, and we're going to... We'll get into that. Um, you guys just came from a couple of top and out parties. Uh, first of all, I, I want to uh, welcome into the program somebody who's not a stranger to the program, Pat Walsh, who's the county agent. Uh, Pat, how are you, sir? Good. How are you doing, guys? It's, it's, it's great to have you. And by the way, kudos to you on your charitable work. Uh, we've we've uh, worked together. You know, you know, we've you know, we've interviewed you. We've had you on the program. You've done a great job. And welcome. Uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, thank you. You guys have always helped us out with anything we had going on. I want to welcome into the program Pat Corkery, who's the president of Ironworkers Local 401. How are you, Pat? Doing well, Gerald. You can pull that a little closer right there. And you were pretty I could hear you block away right there. Don't, 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 don't be a slow, a low talker right now, brother. Um, so uh, first of all, Pat, talk about uh, uh, a little bit about what, what you do on a daily basis because the county, uh, in the counties, it's a little different than it is in the city. Uh, it's challenging, but um, uh, talk about, uh, you know, your experience on a daily basis. 
So, you know, just a normal day, you know, we'll come in, talk with Kevin and stuff like that, and then uh, get out there, get, you know, chasing down to work. You know, it's a little bit difficult to uh, bid out in the counties with the non-union contractors because they're willing to do it for almost nothing. And the people, it comes down to the bottom dollar. So they don't, they don't care who puts it up. They don't realize that, you know, some of these other contractors who are non-union don't necessarily know what they're doing. They're not certified. They may not even be uh, legal. You know, it, it goes 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 across the board. You know, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna come back to that conversation because there's so much there. I mean, you know, you talk about you're you're almost in a lot of sense like a salesperson talking about. Uh, the, the, I'll tell you a funny story. Not a, not a funny story, but a little story about my dad after we bring in Pat. Um, so, so Pat, uh, president of the union now, man, and, and you know. Talk about what led you into leadership. Well, for me, you know, I was the recording secretary, and uh, we just had a little void there, an age gap and all. We were trying to find the right guy for a while, and, uh, you know, nobody ahead of us really stepped up, so. What, and, and, you know, you, you, how, what, when, when was the election in, in, uh, in July? July. So talk about, you know, your experience. How many, how many, I said July, August, September. So you've had a few meetings. How's it been? Oh, it was great. You know, the first one was second. Uh, first one was nice and smooth. And then the second one, we had to strike the gavel and run down and break up a, <laughs> a scrum. <laughs> but you know, it's funny, you know, as, as the president, you know, you have the, you know, there's a lot of formalities, obviously. Um, talk about, um, you know, as, 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 you know, you've, you're now you're now one of the leaders. You're you're the, you know you're the next in line. In other words, you're you know you're the president of of the union. Talk about um, what you know what you hope to achieve as president at the meetings and also personally because it's a big responsibility, a nice responsibility, and something to be proud of. Well, you know, from being there, that our members are very outspoken, and during our meetings, they have uh, free speech, just like different from other locals. If you're a good iron worker, you can come out on the floor, raise your hand and say whatever it is that you want and it doesn't carry through to Monday morning and free solicitation allows the guys to be able to speak up and not worried about, oh, I'm not going to get hired or they're not going to send me here or there because I disagree with things that they say. So Okay, so you just said a lot there. I mean, that's a bit, that's, you know, that is, that talks about what Iron Worker Circle 401 is about. I'll never forget we were down at 20th in Spring Garden, first Iron Workers Union meeting I ever went to. And the old man was up, and he was, he was, I was 18. He had been a, an agent for two years. And he was getting peppered on the floor. And I had never even talked back to my dad. I, I hadn't even to this day. But I walked up to him after the meeting, and I said, Dad, what was that all about? Because I was like, holy crap, right? And he went, that's how we do it. Okay. And you mentioned free solicitation. What a great point that is. That, just in case people don't understand that. I was going to say, what does that mean? Give me an example. I'll tell you what that means. In Iron Workers Local 401, you can go and solicit your own work as an iron, not as an apprentice, not as an apprentice, right? But as, as a journeyman, okay? Which means I can go when Henry Burke's running that big job down there and, and you know, at, 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 uh, when he was running Comcast and say, hey, Henry, you know, can I, can I, do you need any men? And he could say yes or no. There are other unions uh, that do things their way, okay? And I'm not coming down on them, but um, even iron workers unions across the country. I mean, it's not just, 
you know, where, where you can't. You have to be on a list. And therefore, what Pat was talking about is you got nothing to say at that union meeting. You could go down that list. A little, your, your name could drop off that list. So you may not work. So free solicitation is something that we've worked for and people have lived and died for in this local. It really is what makes them. And higher. Pat, what's a member that has an open floor at a meeting like that? So what's the utilization of it? What's the, you know, what's... What is the what's his voice? He has an issue with the job. With tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, any any issues you're free to bring to the floor without uh, you know worried about repercussions. You know, or like he said, getting dropped down the end of a list, or maybe you know an agent. You give an agent a hard time on the floor. He's like, I'm not going to send that guy back out. It's not really about that. You know, you, if you're a good iron worker, you're going to go to work regardless of what you have to say and. You know, the meetings are agents reports and then uh, new business, old business. So if you have some kind of beef that you weren't able to settle, you're able to stand up and have your say without fear. of It keeps everybody accountable. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. Um, Pat Walsh, you, you know, you, you have uh, your apprentice teacher, correct? Yes. You know, the apprentice program is the, one of the life's bloods, you know, in, 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 in our union community. Uh, talk about the, uh, the the apprentice program we ha have here at, at, at Local 401. We've had you know we've had a number of the the coordinators and teachers on in the past, but talk about it. So you know basically what we're trying to do in the apprentice school is just trying to get these guys ready to go on the job. So at any given point, if they're asked to fill in to a get different gang, you know they're ready to go. You know they're going to be safe. They're going to be careful. They're going to make sure they have some kind of knowledge of what they're about to do, so they don't get hurt or they don't hurt someone else. I mean, we have them come up. Uh, they do two nights a week each each year, first, second, third, and fourth. They do a night of welding. They do a night of theory, we call it. And basically, theory comes down to learning out of the, the guides, the student handbooks and stuff like that, but we like to take them out into the shop and get them hands-on experience. Teach them a little bit slower so it's not so fast as it would be on the job and show them all the mistakes that can be made and what mistakes you don't want to make. So it's just basically just trying to get these guys ready to become journeyman iron workers and, you know, be successful. And they're working during the day, right? Yes. Okay. And who, by the way, who pays, who pays for the education? The membership. The membership. So Always. they're not, so they're not going to, they're not going to college and taking that college loans, right? No. So the thing about that is, uh, and, and, but, and, and you were, you were a teacher, Pat Walsh, um, that, that education uh, you know, we're we're hearing that, that you mentioned welding and theory. Um, it's it's why that you know we you talk about non-union in in what you do every day. You're going out in the counties, and there's by the way, Henry. There's part of the issue there is the, the a lot of the politicians out in the counties don't support labor, so there's no you know there's no there's no support there. There's no structure. But one of the great things is we have our apprentice school, which means. And, and one of the great organizing tools ever has been, you know, they go to the non-union company and take their two best guys. They got nobody left because half the, half the job just started, you know, two weeks ago. Um, talk about that tool when you're out there in the counties, Pat, and, 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 and the fact that, you know, you can, as, as a contractor, you can, you know, as, as a union, you can go out there and guarantee contractors the fact that they can get, if somebody gets sick, they can get equal quality trained men who went to apprentice school for four or five years 
talk about that little little thing you got in your pocket there. Right. So with, you can always call the hiring hall. So exactly like you said, Joe, you know, if somebody calls out sick, somebody gets hurt or maybe whatever the case may be, you know, you can call the union hall and say, I need, I need a guy. I need two guys. They're going to come out properly trained. You know, they've been certified. They got their welding certs. They have safety classes, all kinds of different things that they go through in the four years of apprentice school. If they're, you know, most of the time we send journeymen to do journeyman work, but sometimes we're able to send out apprentices to do journeyman work because they are qualified that much to be able to do that job. A lot of things now with the, you know, in the counties, the RCO language, I don't know if you're familiar with, that's going around. Right. Basically, it's part of the language is 70% of the workforce has to be, has to have gone through an accredited apprentice program. Right. Which is what most of the unions have. I, I would say all of them. But not like somebody's fly-by-night non-union contractors who say they have an apprentice program. Like you said, they got two guys, and that's their apprentice program. That's not an apprentice program. My dad said to me one time, I had, I had just gotten in, in, into the hospitality business, and he called me up. This told me almost everything I wanted to know about. I mean, I couldn't believe it. And he said to me, um, the company that, you know, that was representing the landlord, they, they, did, they were double-breasted. They had, they had uh, union workers in the city, and, and outside the city they were doing non-union work and he called me up and he said I want to get a meeting with that guy can you get me a meeting I said yeah he goes I can't figure out why he's not using union in the counties and I I, I said well I, you know I'll, I'll do the best I can he go and, he, and what it told me was he said because we work twice as hard as them we work safer there are so many uh, upsells our, our members are trained all those things and I knew we really believed it that might sound that might sound, you know, like not the biggest conversation, but to me it was because it showed me how much he believed in the iron workers. Okay, that we could go out there. You know, but talk about Pat, how how much some of these non-union companies pay their members. I mean, that's next to nothing. Uh, recently, there was a job up in Marsville, up at the steel mill. Um, they had guys coming in from, I, I'll, I'll tell you, a different country. They were being paid nine dollars an hour, fourteen dollars an hour. They can't live in the areas of which they're building, okay? And yeah, let me ask you this. When I hear that, I wonder, if I'm the owner of that job, right, and I'm making that decision, common sense would tell me that it would make more sense to hire a trained individual, well, you would think that, but at right? the same time, their thinking was they had 20 guys running deck, so you're getting more done, but these guys, they they were not trained. Um, they were actually using a welding shield. Joe, you probably know what I'm talking about. Just just a lens. That's what they were welding with. They were welding down the deck. Um, now, recently, they've been talking to the state legislatures up there uh, about trying to get that fixed. Um, but that's that's some of the problems that you have. Well, well, let me jump on this for a second, just so anybody who don't know understand uh, often what, what happens with non-union companies. They under they underbid the, the, the union companies because they don't have much overhead, right? They're paying crap wages. But they don't they don't make up the difference that they underbid and give it to their members. They pocket that money. Absolutely. So 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 that's what so in other words, they're paying nine dollars an hour. Okay, and they're they're able to underbid union companies 
but they don't take that money and just and, and just try to underbid the union workers. Look, uh, it's, a, well, it's a joke. In, in addition to that, there's a start and a finish of the job, right? So it's, it's the finish of the job is going to be so much better. It's a mentality under a, under a, uh, under sure. a union workforce. Somebody knows what they're doing. You're, you're talking it, about, and literally, they were bringing guys, from what I understand, Guatemala, down near Mexico, uh, some of your Latin American states. They were paying them with gift cards. I, I don't know. They're taking I, I'm, advantage I'm just, of them. I'm telling you, it's a speculation. It's what I was told, so I can't, you know. But, yeah, they were taking, they were exploiting these guys. Yeah, that, that's right, Joe. They, they're, they're taking, by the way, the, the guys at the Home Depot, okay, uh, you know, a lot, of our co- a lot of companies like that are predatorial, are predatorial. So, Pat, talk about, um, so talk, talk about the benefits of being in the union, okay? So, you know, a, a lot of the, th- you, know, you know, obviously the wages, uh, uh, the conditions, and, and, and things you tell young people that maybe, you know, ask you, um, if the, you know, what, you know what, what is the, the, the benefits of being in the union? I mean, I'll start out by saying it's definitely a brotherhood. You hear that term all the time. And, you know, I come from a tight neighborhood, East Falls. I don't, I, I'm familiar with it. I remember we used to beat Wissahickon in sports a lot. But that's not important right now, Pat. Go ahead. Right. So we, you know, eight by eight blocks, right, tight neighborhood. And I never thought I'd ever make more friends or family. Or, but when you come here, everybody welcomes you, no matter where you're from, no matter what you look like. And you get on a job with the guys, and you all start working hard, and you love and respect each other. But, I mean, that's just one of the small benefits. You could start with your wages, health insurance, annuities, right? We yeah, have the ability to retire. We have a pension, right? Nice pension, nice annuity. You know, we make a good wage, and our health benefits are, are top of the line. And representation, if there is a, a, an issue on the job, you know, obviously, you're you're in leadership now, so you're you know one of the people that is at the forefront there. But um, you know that you know it's the ability to collectively bargain. Yeah, these guys always have your back. You know, they even if they don't agree with you, and you call here, and there's a dispute on the job, and you might be wrong, they'll come down and they'll argue for you, and they'll tell you on the side, hey, guess what, you were wrong, but they still show that they have your back. Well, it's it, 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 it's that it's that brotherhood. One of the things I like to talk to Pat Walsh about also is is giving back. You know, you you know, you have done some really awesome things with you know, and our union community is such a, uh, and our and our and, and the iron workers. I mean, talk about it because I know it's such a priority for you and for our union. Um, you know, uh, we we started trying to give back to the community because, um, you know, we we're from the community, so. I don't know too many iron workers who were born with a trust fund or anything like that. And, you know, uh, this is the example that was set by your father. You know, he did so many things that people just do not know that he did. And it was always, you know, he just did it because that's the right thing to do. And that's what we try to do. You know, this is a day, you know, with social media and stuff like that. So it's a little bit more um, publicly seen where it wasn't back when, when Joe was running it. And, you know, we just want to try to help people out as much as we can and give somebody a little bit better day, better life, whatever we can do. Um, because, like I said, we're from the community. Like, everybody still has family ties into the city, to the suburbs, and everywhere else. And, you know, it, it's it's always a good feeling to try to help someone out and make their, their day, you know, their life a little bit better. And you Joe Crush, away from that. You, you and I had uh, Pat on a broadcast 
which I thought was, you know, you, you, what was the what was the charity that we were doing at the time? Um, you were it was a, was a, the clothing drive project home, yes, project, year. and it was um, the, the 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 sister was uh, Sister Mary, Sister Mary, exactly. Yeah. And Pat, you had called me all you, that great work. She's finally going to retire. <laughs> but you know what's amazing? She's done some unbelievable. Just work. so okay. so our listeners understand, Pat called me up and said we we want to get in touch with her. Okay, we wanna we wanna support that initiative out of out of the blue, and then we had the uh, we had the broadcast and and and, uh, and Pat was on it and that was that was awesome. It was a great representation of what we're all about, uh, you know, and 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 what we do. Uh, Pat Corkery, President of Iron Workers Local Four One. Thanks so much for being on the program. Congratulations. Thank you, Joe. Keep do, uh, keep up the good work. And Pat Walsh, awesome brother. Uh, good to keep, be back, guys. Thank you. Good stuff. You see J. Doc around East Falls, just look the other way. Cross Don't forget the, the Roman Catholic. I was waiting for that. I mean, yeah, I got to well, throw it in there. Yeah, I'm, I'll tell you right now, I'm sick and tired of hearing about St. Joe's Prep. I'll just tell you that right now. But I will settle for it because Swift is scoring some touchdowns, and there's nobody from Prep in here right now. So we can uh, – uh, Joe, Joe did teach there for a while. So anyway, it's, it, it's a great thing. Roman forever. The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Back in a moment. Ironworkers Local 401 members are highly skilled. Ironworkers Local 401 members are highly trained. Ironworkers Local 401 members execute jobs that require structural steel, concrete structures, towers, and the highest part of a building you can see that is currently under construction. Ironworkers Local 401, a proud member of the Philadelphia Building Trades. Say thanks to a member of Ironworkers Local 401, Kevin Boyle, business manager. And back here on the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause, our final segment, Iron Workers Local 401. J-Doc, over to you, sir. Yeah, shout out to East Falls. And, you know, I did mention we used to beat uh, Wissahickon all the time. Kevin's from Wissahickon, just so you know. <laughs> Actually, I'm from Maniunk, Joe. Not I just played for Wissahickon. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Can we protest some of this? <laughs> uh, so, listen, um, awesome. By the way, um, uh, you know, we talk, uh, shout out to Henry Burke. I want to work on him on, on lifting weights a little bit. I, I got to get him in, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, I'll, I'll, I'll teach you some things after the show. 3.30, guys, guys like chisel. It's like a competition between all three of them. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Jamal doing too bad either. Um, and so, uh, well, first of all, Jamal, uh, you know, I, you know, we only have a couple minutes left. Um, shout out to, to, we talked a little bit about diversity. Shout out uh, to, to anybody who's, um, you know, who, who would, might be interested in being an iron worker, what would you say to them? Uh, do some research. Um, don't wait till you show up to the hall to figure it out, that, you know, what exactly it is that we do. Uh, you know, just do your homework because, uh, when you, you know, when you come up and show up, we're, we're ready to put you to work. Awesome. Kevin Boyle, you got a great crew here, man. You know, Joe, I – it's probably one of the better things that I have done in this union is hiring these guys and with the uh, e-board and Pat, I think we're on the right track here to really take off. And I'm just happy that, and like I said, I, and I want to do a shout out to everybody. When we took over in 2014, it wasn't easy, but it was the membership that brought this all back. It just wasn't me. It just wasn't. And I always preach to these guys because we meet every morning at 630 in the morning in my office, and we just talk about what do we have to do for today. And that's how I always take it, day by day by day. 
and these guys have caught on and they just want to make it better. And I think that's a great thing because as we get older and stuff, and, and this isn't a lifetime job. This is a, you make your mark, you do so many years, and it's time for you to move on. And you got to let the young guys go. And it's a, and it's a legacy. It is uh, a legacy. It's, it's an absolute legacy. To me, it's a pleasure to be behind your father. Um, can I do as good as him? No, not even close. But it, if it's on the right track, then I did my job. But it, it, it's these guys and every member that stood here from 2014 to 2024 right now, we all work to get this back to where we are stronger and better than where we were. And I think that's a great, great aspect of Local 401 because we all grew up in that era of we are the best and we believe it wholeheartedly that Local 401 is the best. Not one of us do not believe that we are not the best. And I think that's a, a credit to your father and all the guys before us that had taught us that way. And these guys are hook, line, and sinker, local 401 strong. And that's a beautiful thing. So I want to, um, and I appreciate that, Kevin. I couldn't agree more. I want to obviously thank Kevin Boyle, business manager here at Ironworkers Local 401, Jamal Coles, uh, city agent and organizer, Henry Burke, city agent, Pat Walsh, County agent Pat Corkery is the president of Ironworkers Local 401. Um, and we didn't get to the best part. What's that? Because he's an organizer. He's an organizer. The man, look at him. He organizes a lot of people. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? He is, well, I mean, he takes a lot of crap for it, <laughs> but he does but, you know, a great By job. the way, organizing is the lifeblood. You want to put a lot of non-union contractors uh, out of business legally, take their best members, and, and there won't so, be any of them left. The other day. I said, listen, the International wants us to go out to uh, Ontario, California. I didn't even know there was an Ontario, <laughs> California. Same here. He was crying. He was like, oh, I don't want to go. I go, we have to go. Your name has organizer after it. Well, you know what? It's, a, it's also a part of the life's blood in a union. Um, obviously, we want to thank Joe Krause and I want to thank everybody here for obviously having us back. And, and at the same time, you know, brings a tear to my eye. I want to shout something out, though. And this wasn't my doing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm proud we're going to do this in June. My father was inducted into the uh, Legends of Labor Hall of Fame. I started that Hall of Fame, uh, and, but didn't feel it was my job to, to you know, nominate my father. I was going to wait. It was a foregone conclusion I was going to wait, but um, the board of directors brought it out. And um, I think my dad would be proud because uh, we're going to do it here in June. But I think he would be really proud of the people surrounding this table right now and the legacy um, that, you know, I, I, that you guys carry on. And so having said that, um, shout out to all the members of Ironworkers Local 401, past and present. I'm going to end this on a couple words. And I know it's something that we all talk about all the time. And, that, and, and the old man, work hard or go home, ladies and gentlemen. See you next time, everybody. Ironworkers Local 401 members are highly skilled. Ironworkers Local 401 members are highly trained. 
Ironworkers Local 401 members execute jobs that require structural steel, concrete structures, towers, and the highest part of a building you can see that is currently under construction. Ironworkers Local 401, a proud member of the Philadelphia Building Trades. Say thanks to a member of Ironworkers Local 401, Kevin Boyle, Business Manager. 